Did you watch the Pixar movie yet? No. What's it called? <laughs> Onward. Onward. I thought it was upward. No, I haven't. <laughs> no, I, I, w- I, I came up with a million names of trying to figure out what it was, too, when I was searching for it. I couldn't find it because right. I couldn't remember the name. Right. Long story short for the backstory is that this was going to be a blockbuster Pixar release in the movie theaters. And uh, I don't know if you know this, Ben, but there, <laughs> there are no movie theaters anymore. So they, I think I saw, I think I saw they did like $38,000 in theater revenue last weekend. Oh my God. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> Isn't that amazing? That's actually more amazing than zero. $38,000 for a yeah, Pixar movie. Like a 99% decrease. Yeah. <laughs> more than 99, $38,000. Ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> No, we have not watched it in the uh, the Gruber household yet because uh, I did some complicated math. And despite the fact that I probably own several, in fact, I know that I own, uh, I've got to own thousands of dollars worth of iTunes movies that I've purchased over the years, which I don't regret, even though knowing that it's complete lock-in into the Apple platform. I went into it with open eyes. I love it. I love using my Apple TV to get the movies I've purchased. Any movie that I suspect I will watch more than once, I buy rather than rent. No regrets, despite the fact that uh, it's a lock-in. Because I feel like with Blu-rays, which I used to spend a lot of money on, are even worse lock-in. I've got a whole pile of them down here in my basement. And uh, yes, I could rip them, but then I got to get like a media server and blah, blah, blah. And it's such a pain in the ass. And I certainly don't want to put a goddamn disc player on my TV. It seems so anti seems ridiculous now, right? I completely agree. I buy way more. I, I went through a DVD buying phase when I was like in college. And then I bought all these DVDs that I proceeded to basically never watch again. <laughs> and so I refrained going forward. But now with iTunes, I'm I, you always have the like rent versus buy decision. Yep. And I'm always like, just buy it because if I I'm we might want to watch it again. And my wife is always on, on the rent side. Yeah. But same here. The, <laughs> the, the ease of just having it right there is huge. It's great. It, it's it's really an ideal way to like it's a perfect example of how increasing convenience it makes you willing to basically give away all your rights. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm don't I'm totally fine with not owning it. It might go away tomorrow because I just really don't want to have to stand up yeah. and get a disc and put it in the player. For years and years and years, many, many years, the, the iTunes rental period was a solid t- hard stop 24 hours from the time you hit play. And everybody I know, I, I mean, that 24 hours is rough. And for famously for parents, especially parents of like babies and young children, you get on a weird sleep cycle and it's like 24 hours is not enough. And it was always like a race against time. Like we'd start a movie at nine o'clock and we'd rent it and we knew that that started the 24 hour timer. And then like, we'd only get like an hour into it, go to bed or, you know, crap out. And then it was like a race against time the next day to hit play before <laughs> it was <laughs> like, a, like the world's worst version of, uh, you know, like a speed or something like that. You know, you got to keep the bus. Right. It took like a relaxing experience and made it extremely stressful. <laughs> right. Whatever we do today, whatever happens, we absolutely must have our asses on the couch and hit that play button before nine o'clock or we're stuck paying four more dollars to rent it, which I know that's the funny thing. It's like it's like four dollars. <laughs> like and four dollars just introduces this massive amount of stress for like twenty four hours straight. Not even before that, because right. you have the decision, okay, w- let's rent it. And then when do you hit play? Right. Are you sure the kids asleep? Are you sure? Let's yeah. check. Let's make sure oh wait make the popcorn first before you yeah. hit play and then you hit play and then you wasted so long dithering around right. to, to to get it done and then you, you you hit play and then you're tired and go to sleep and then the whole next day is ruined yeah. it's, it was a total disaster yeah so uh 
I yeah, I like I said, I my rule of thumb has always been if I even vaguely suspect we'll watch it more than once, uh buy it, don't rent it, even if it's twenty bucks instead of two eight dollar rentals. It just that second rental uh, just feels like such a kick in the nuts. It just is it it's <laughs> it worse. Really does. I, I would much rather spend twenty dollars or fifteen dollars, you know, a, a lot of them are fourteen ninety nine. But I would so much rather spend fifteen dollars to watch a movie twice than to rent it twice. <laughs> for eight dollars it just is like the worst but anyway so i i i have a ton of blu-rays but less than i had dvds i had tons of dvds like in the dvd era i i was on board early and bought every dvd that i thought i'd ever want to watch more than once uh got my money's worth out of them but you know was it you know always was getting up and picking a movie and, and you have to put it in a player and and getting like a multi-disc player always sounded luxurious but it was the worst because then you'd end up with it was way worse in my personal experience of had than having a single disc player because a single disc player forced you to sort of put it in, watch it. And if you want to watch something else, take it out, put it back in the box, put it back on the, you know, wherever you keep your DVDs. Whereas you get like a five disc player, all of a sudden you've got like one of them in there for a year. Where's the box? I don't know. Um, so anyway, long ago, years ago, I switched to all iTunes. I've got seriously, probably like easily over a thousand dollars. I think we have like, at least 300 movies we've purchased on where I, whereby we, I mean, me have purchased on iTunes, but anyway, I love a new Pixar movie and guess what? We're in the house and I was going to buy it. And then I found out it was coming out on Disney plus in two weeks and we have Disney plus And I, all of a sudden I got real cheap and I thought, well, why in the world would I buy this now? And I can watch it on Disney plus in 11 days or something like that. And I know no, it's funny. I'm still going to be the same dynamic as like not wanting to rent it. Right. Right. It's like, well, I could save, I I could save, you know, my, my $20 in, in two weeks by watching it for something I already pay for. (laughs) Yeah. So things, (laughs) it's just ridiculous. I'll pour money into anything, but all of a sudden now that I know I can get it on Disney plus, I, I, (laughs) I won't watch it. Yeah, so we we can't get Disney Plus here. So the real, only way I, to watch like the Mandalorian or whatever, I had to watch it via like a VPN, and half of which were blocked. So it was it was actually a big hassle. It was it's sort sort of a cultural thing. So I felt like I had to keep up with it. Mm-hmm. But so in this case, it actually made sense to uh, to to buy it on iTunes versus Disney Plus. Yeah. But it's interesting. I think I think that Disney. I mean, obviously, this wasn't a plan. <laughs> the plan was to have it in theaters right. and then to sell DVDs, and then in the long run, in like six months or eight months, to have it on Disney Plus. Obviously, the plans. Plans are changing, John, um, the, due to uh, external circumstances. But I, I think I definitely think what they did this time is not the right way to do it because the the, the Disney Plus thing I've that it's coming soon. Yeah, great for Disney Plus, but I, I, like I'm not sure that that's how the the that's going to make sense for sort of their movies in the long run if they're not sort of getting that upfront thing. What I think they should do actually is they should, if anything, they should sell on top of Disney Plus. So Disney Plus gives you access to the library, and then you can pay to get mm. the Pixar movie on Disney Plus, and then you don't share the revenue with Apple necessarily. Right. And then six months down the road, it's in the library generally. The, the, to me, that makes a lot more sense in the long run. Yeah. In other words, like Disney Plus subscribers can get get it now for a discount compared to renting it somewhere else. Well, or even take it away from somewhere else. Like, yeah. Why even have it on iTunes? Imagine, imagine if you wanted to get Disney. So basically, you 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 subscribe to Disney to get access to Disney stuff. Period. If you want access to Disney stuff earlier, then you pay on top of your monthly fee, or you can wait six months and then watch it as part of the library. 
Yeah, I don't know. Oh, I guess the other thing, too, I haven't checked, but I know that Universal put out a bunch of movies uh, that were supposed to be in theaters. Instead, they're all direct to home video, but they're renting them for $20. And I don't know, maybe the, is that what they're doing with the, with Onward? They might be what they're doing where I don't even have an option to buy it. It's like a $20 rental. No, 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 it's a purchase. Oh, the, it is a purchase. I actually think the Universal model makes more sense, too, yeah. because it's like it, it, it's kind of like adopting the the theater like you if you want to watch it now. Uh, you pay and then in the future you can you can you know buy it in a different way whereas disney like uh, because i bought if you wanted to watch onward right now and you buy it and you're not subscribed to disney plus now you have less of a incentive to subscribe to disney plus or in your case if you're already subscribed to disney plus you have less of a incentive to buy it so yeah. they're they're kind of like choosing them a middle way that's kind of the worst of all worlds yeah i don't know i hope it works out i i movies you know i love movies it's what a disaster this whole thing's been I think that the, I think what the Bond people did, the James Bond people did, where they were just like, you know what, the hell with this, we're going to put the movie out in November, uh, was probably smart for them. I don't know. I'm not saying it should work for every movie, but I think because a Bond movie is such a tentpole and uh, such a big deal, and it would just break my heart to see it go to home video first. <laughs> it really would. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. I'm glad they did that. And they kind of were out ahead of a lot of the industry on that. They made that decision pretty early. I mean, I don't know if a Pixar movie qualifies for that. Disney's in a weird position where they've got this Disney plus thing. And that, you know, obviously that came into the discussion, you know, even just a year ago, if it was this whole thing had gone down a year ago, Disney plus wasn't out yet. I think their strategy for what to do with a new Pixar movie would have been entirely different. Yeah, that's a good point. This, it, of all the times to like push it on a Disney Plus super early and to sort of give up that upfront money, like they're not going to get from you, they're not getting that twenty dollars from you, and they're obviously not getting the theater money because it's on Disney Plus. Like this is the time to do it, where you're you're really trying to get a big sort of user base on Disney Plus, and also this is the time where you know I, I the value of Disney Plus should be very high, particularly if you have kids at home, where you can sort of park them in front of it and and let them let them watch cartoons. Which, by the way. I completely endorse. I had the working from home, like working from home was going to get a terrible name out of this entire, a, a terrible reputation out of this because everyone's working from home, not prepared to do it with their kids. So, like the, right. working from home very much entails the kids not being there. That's a very important part of working from home, which means the work from home experience right now is not representative of working from home or having some sort of setup. Like I've worked from home with my with my son, but with a setup with, with my wife also at home and, you know, a strategy and a, and okay, this is the time that daddy's working. And, you know, it, it, you know, and it, uh, the way that this has gone down, nobody's had any time to plan at all. And who even knows if, you know, it, it, that's even possible to strategically do that, especially if both parents are working or if only one parent is living in the household, et cetera, et cetera, and so forth. It's like you, it, it I'm sure it's getting a terrible rap. Whereas it's actually yeah, it actually can work out if you if you if you're able to plan for it. Yeah, no, th that that idea of like uh, scheduling, like who's in charge of the kids, is very beneficial. Like, so I I'm always in charge of the kids in the morning, and my wife is in charge in the afternoon. Like, it just it, that's what works for us. It could different things work for different people. But the other thing is that I I wrote this in a daily update last week. I'm like, look. Screen time's okay. Adults get lots of screen time. Like at some point, if you have parked your kids in front of Disney Plus for a couple hours or yeah. whatever you whatever it might be, because you need to get some work done, like it's okay. Like we need to just survive, and then we can figure out about 
I- ideal sort of uh, life choices for our children. Yeah. When Jonas was a baby, the 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 work the scheme we had was uh, you know I had daytime to work, but I was always in charge of uh, uh, shitty diapers. <laughs> she was in charge of input. <laughs> I was in charge of output, and so why? <laughs> and and so. Uh, literally, while Jonas was in diapers, I changed every shitty diaper he had, and w- unless I was like literally out of the house, you know, if I was out for errands or on a business and then, trip, and then she probably let you know about it. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, well, I was like, take care of that kid's ass because I had that thing pristine. That kid, can I just tell you? I don't want to embarrass him, but can I tell you? He went through. He never once, not once, ever had diaper rash. Ever. I kept that asshole pristine. <laughs> I, it's a real point of pride. I'm telling you, it's one, one, some of the finest work I've ever done in my life. Is I kept that, and not once did he ever get diaper rash. But anyway, I'd be working, and if I heard my wife, if I heard my wife go, "Daddy," I knew exactly what it was. There was only one reason, and one reason only, for me to be called in, and it was a diaper full of crap. <laughs> You know, I'm happy. I'm happy for you. I'm proud for you. Yeah, good I'm, times. I'm proud of you. Yes. I mean, we all we all have our points of pride that we we hold on to. Um, and I'm glad I'm glad that you have yours. <laughs> Anyhow, honor is good. I enjoyed it, but I will I will not spoil it for you okay. since uh since you since you are being cheap and then yeah. get to watch it. Uh, what about Westworld? You a Westworld man? No, I I haven't watched it at all. Yeah. So I, I'm I don't watch much TV in general. It's just uh like one of the things I just never really got super into. So like there, there, there are shows where I'll commit to. So I watch like Mad Men. I watch yeah. Game of Thrones, but it's like, it's like a big, it's, it's like I'm signing up for something and it feels very overwhelming. Like, I Oh, I do too. I yeah. To I'm, watch. I'm very careful about measuring that. And one of my rules of thumb, Oh man, one minute to go. Uh, one of my rules of thumb for years has been to, in general, keep a list. Like when a new show comes out, that seems like it might be of interest. wait, for it to get renewed for season two and then maybe get into it. But there are a couple. Right. Don't, don't invest time in something that's not going to be worth it. All right. And I forget. I, I I wish I'd prepared, but I'd have a list of shows that I got into and then got canceled at the end of season one. And I was like, that that just felt like the worst. <laughs> it's like I invested this time and then there wasn't even a payoff. Yeah. I am tempted to watch Mad Men again, I have to say. I've done it. I've watched – I think I've I, – I can't say I've watched everything, including the final season, three times. But I've watched at least the first five or six seasons three times. Uh, and that's the only show I can think of where I could say that that's true. And it it, it yeah, holds up. I think it's the only show that I, I ever even wanted to do that. Yeah. The Pristine Asshole was incredible. All right. Uh, the, uh, if, we have, if we have one of those moments every episode, it's going to be gold. All right. 